Not Your Average Mother Runner podcast. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back to Not Your Average Mother Runner Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. Be sure to listen to the episodes on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, everywhere else you can listen to podcasts. I believe I'm in all of those. (laughs) A new episode is dropped every Wednesday. And if you actually subscribe to any of those platforms, you will be notified when a new episode is released. And if you like the podcast, give me some love and write a review and give me some stars. That's if you like it. If you don't like it, then don't say anything. (laughs) Actually, you know, say something because then that's how I improve. So today, (laughs) Christine thinks I'm crazy. So today I (laughs) I have Christine. I love Christine's bio, and I think you're going to love it too. Christine is not your average gal. She is a divorced mom of one, and she has an engineered artistic mind with a bartender's personality. I love it. She has made her way through predominantly male industries to build a business tailored to those with a genuine giver's mindset. Her experience has aided in her development of a process to educate others on how to build their networks intentionally. Christine has built her business through active community building and strives for others to be able to replicate so that perhaps one day network networking wouldn't always feel like a dirty word. So welcome, Christine. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I was reading your bio and... <clears throat> I realized, wow, we have a lot in common because I know the first time we spoke, I mean, you know, we were talking about the podcast and things like that, but I didn't realize, you know, especially being a single mom, divorced, and especially the male, working in a predominantly male industry, which I totally have tons of experience with that. (laughs) So, but before we go into all of that, I would like for you to just discuss a little bit of your background. Okay. Um, so do I, I mean, do you want me to start with like career or just like in general? Um, well, I mean, you don't have to start with, I was born in, but you can, (laughs) (laughs) you, I I guess maybe your, your career, like, and, and a little bit of your person, you know, your personal life, because of course that's, that's important as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess going back to like, we go back to college. Um, so I met my, um, my now divorced husband back when I was in my third or fourth year of college, I think. And around that time I was in my, I got a job like right out of college working for a really small right in my first years of college working for a very small advertising firm and they were a direct mail publication that I was their salesperson for. And I remember I got let go from there and I helped start another one, which was really cool. So I worked with two older gentlemen who knew I worked for this other guy and they're like, well, we want to do it better. 
how can you, can you help us? And I was like, oh, absolutely. And especially with how things went down, I was like, what can we do to destroy him? (laughs) 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 Which sounds terrible, but it was awesome. (laughs) And uh, it was great. The the publication that um, I worked for after was like full color, full glossy, direct mail publication. And it was very new for the area that I was in. And then I worked for um, internet marketing company, which was very interesting. So I learned about like SEO and content, social media management all before that was like really a thing. Like it was just, you know, Facebook existed, Snapchat didn't exist, Instagram didn't exist yet. Um, And then I moved into the card business, which people are always so fascinated by that. I was in the card business and not just for like a hot minute. Like I was doing it for 80 hours a week for four years, which is essentially, it feels like a decade that it was that long because of so many hours. But, um, I worked in the automotive space and as you know, like that's, that's mostly guys. There's no, you know, very few women that work there. And what's interesting is, you know, everyone always jokes about how guys are very, you know, they have a way about them, but I found a lot of guys are, are more catty than, than women are. And it's kind of mind blowing. I'm like, wait a second. This isn't high school anymore. Um, and some men don't like women in, in management. And that was always a challenge to try and, you know, get through that. And I was doing things differently in the car business that, that people didn't like. I, I was doing it in a more, not, not in like an advanced way, just what I thought selling cars should be like then. So this is back in like 2012. And I ended up taking over the internet department that we had at the time. And I remember the guy that was doing it was like, Oh, good luck. And I'm like, great. And it wasn't like I took it over because I wanted to, it was like, Oh, this is what you're doing now. I'm like, okay. And knowing me, I don't just do anything you know, half-assed, it's like, okay, you're, you're going to do this, you're going to do it well. And our internet process was very, it was very skewed. It was very unorganized. So I was like, well, I'm just going to, you know, put my Christine spin on this <laughs> and make it very organized and process-driven and, you know, very efficient. And I was doing that then and not, you know, not even realizing it. We went from selling like eight cars a month to, 2025 and then I brought somebody else on board because internet never sleeps and when you sell cars via email and online that's 24 hours a day seven days a week and you know kind of want to have a life outside of work sometimes so brought somebody else on board and we ended up you know being around 30 to 40 cars a month which was which is pretty consistent and I remember how people did not like us doing that because they, it, it almost got the vibe that it was like unnatural to sell that way. I can't tell you how many cars I sold via email to people. And I had a pricing model. I was like, how can I make this as simple and fast as possible? Nobody wants to go back and forth 20 million times. And on being on the dealer side, that means I lose more money. So the quicker I can get somebody to buy from me and pull them away from another dealership, the quicker I'm going to be able to get through this process and sell more cars. And it's amazing how a lot of other people in the dealership didn't like that. And they're like, well, well, I want those leads too. And I'm like, well, you're not working all of these leads. There's 20 people coming to your desk all at once, not just one. And you have to talk to all of them. Oh, and by the way, they don't all buy right now. You got to follow up with all of them after this too. So it was a very huge um, turning point in my career on like, 
what I was really good at and really figuring out like, you know, where I wanted to go from here. And I eventually left and, and I got into um, finance at some point. And that was also very interesting and, and just being a part of that and, and helping people be more confident. And it turned into my company ripple effects because I was learning, well, how do I, how do I get in front of people in a non-confrontational way? How do I have a conversation without people judging me because of what they think they know? And I can't tell you, we had this conversation before about, you know, people mansplaining things and guys just assuming because I look a certain way that I must not have any intelligence at all. And I must not have any knowledge on these topics. And I'm like, "Uh, that's not true, but thanks for (laughs) making that assumption. And I'm all about, you know, I've always been about community and I've always been about helping other people who maybe don't have the opportunity to be helped. And this was like this perfect merge explosion superhouse of all of those things that I really enjoy doing. And it's awesome to really help somebody be confident with something they didn't know they could be confident in. And a lot of people are just not happy. And I understand what that's like, you know, being in a relationship that's not working or being in a job that's not working or any of those things. It's, it's hard. You don't know how to make a change. You don't know how to move forward. But when you have a huge network of people behind you, you have this massive support system. You have all these people that are like, what do you need? Do you need a job? Do you need a house? Do you, do you, what, what, what is it that we can do to help? It's, takes all of that pressure off. And I know for me, it also led to this perspective, like my perspective completely has changed over the years, which, you know, that, you know, it's going to happen right with life experience, but Mm -hmm. I feel like I was always like this and, you know, each major thing that happened in my life, it got a little bit, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. And then it was like, well, why are you looking at everything as only one thing? Why don't you look at everything is a multitude of opportunities and you don't know where that's going to lead and you know what kind of ripples it's going to leave behind and you don't know who knows who and you don't know what someone else has a skill in or what experience they have or how that can be shared or how that we can combine that to, to build something bigger. And um, I want other people to be able to see that. I want other people to think like that. I want other people to know, well, yeah, it's about you, but it's not just about you. It's right. about all of us. And, you know, we can, there is a chance that we can work together. There is an opportunity for us to build business and be successful without, why, like, why does it have to be so hard? Mm-hmm. And that was something I've always struggled with. Like, I always overthink. I always overanalyze. And I'm like, well, that's fine. But, you know, if I have people that are better at some of these things that I struggle with, why not just go to them? Like, why would I? why would I take that into my brain <laughs> and waste energy trying to figure it out? And I'm just like, Oh, Hey, I'm just going to hire Joe Smith and he's going to figure it out for me. Or I'm just going to, you know, have my coach help me get through that fog or whatever it is. So I was like, I know I can do this for people on the networking side because that happens to be one of my skills and getting people to realize like, it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be awkward anymore. And it can be fun. It can be awesome. It can be way bigger than people think it is and lead to so many more opportunities that people are missing out on just because 
you know, previous assumptions. Right. So we're talking about networking. That's what you're, you're, you're basing a lot of the things that you're talking about. And I would like for you to kind of explain a little bit about that because quite honestly, I mean, I learned about that word <laughs> maybe like uh, a year and a half ago. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean the networking group? What, what, what do you do? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so explain what that is. So when I first was networking and building my business, like no one ever explains what that is either. They're like, we'll just go network. And you're like, well, what is that? And they're like, oh, we'll just connect with people and make sure people know who you are. And you know, that's how business happens. Right. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to meet people and magic happens. Like that's kind of what it feels like. And that's not true at all though. Like you have to be able to have a conversation and I, and I attribute it back to everybody has had a situation where they've gone to like a barbecue and a friend has introduced them to one of their friends who they don't know. And you're able to have a conversation with that person and it's normal. It's not weird. It's not awkward in most situations, right? Unless someone's trying to like you know, hook you up with somebody and you're like, okay, this is not what I was expecting, but okay. Um, and you can have like a good conversation and, you know, something might happen where you're like, oh, wow, we have some commonalities and I want to hang out with this person again because they're really fun. What's funny is like when you apply that to the professional realm, people don't know what to do. It's like, I have my professional hat on. I don't know how to talk. Um, what? Friends? No, we can't do that. We have to do business. Like I got to tell you about everything I do. And, and, and it's, it's so interesting to watch people kind of just freak out and unravel and then they're going by what their sales training is and and being told well you got to talk this certain way and you have to tell people this is what you're passionate about and if you tell them your why they're going to want to buy from you and you see this a lot in multi-level marketing too and you know or you get it in a in a dm on linkedin or facebook and you're just like oh god you know i can't talk to these people but i started realizing i was like this is the type of networking training that's out there right now, which by the way is garbage. And people are thinking this is what networking is supposed to be like, this is not, that's not networking. That's, that's blasting somebody. That's not networking. Networking is having a conversation. Networking is opening your door to somebody else and saying, listen, if you want to come on board and you want to build community with me, oh, by the way, I have a massive Rolodex behind me of other people that may be a better fit for you, but I'd love to have this open door with you because I don't know who you know. I don't know how I can help you, whether it's myself or somebody else that I know. And like, that is the concept of what I think networking should actually be. It's not just about getting in front of people. It's not just about how many contacts or phone numbers you have, because I think at the end of the day, like if you have 10,000 phone numbers and emails, well, do those people actually know who you are? You know, sending them a market blast or drip campaign is not necessarily going to yield the business that you want or, you know, doing a bunch of cold calls. I want those people to know who I am because if they're advocating for me and they can have a conversation with somebody else about me, that means I'm going to have more people that are like, oh, I want to talk to this person. I want to have a conversation with this person. I want to hear about what she's doing. I want to know like if she can help me with whatever it is I need help with. That to me is what networking should be. And if you can't advocate for yourself, why would somebody else do that for you? All right. That is a great way to to define that because you're right. No one explains that to you. And there's something that, you know, as part of your your bio, you say, or you said that you build a business tailored to those with a genuine giver's mindset. 
Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. Um, so through building ripple effects and running these strategic networking groups and teaching people how to further develop their, their, their networking strategies. Um, I've been doing this for about four years and I've learned that the people that are best suited for being true networking powerhouses are people that already have a giver's mentality. So they're more apt to send a connection before you know, even if there wasn't even a good conversation necessarily, you know, no one really got out who their client avatars were. No one really talked about how they're different from other people in their business that, you know, they couldn't really describe that. They couldn't describe details of what other people might say that would indicate an introduction to that other person. Um, but they're like, they always want to help. They always want to help other people. And they always think about other people before themselves Ripple effects is, is really for those people. And I'm not saying that people that aren't like that can't be a part of this, but in my experience in building these groups, I have found that they've had the highest amount of success. I mean, you, you come in, you just started your company and, or you just started in the the company that you're working for. And now three months later, your network is that of somebody who's been doing this for three or four years. Like to me, that says you've been advocating for yourself as much as you're advocating for other people. So that's what I mean by the, the giver's mentality. Yeah. I asked you that because, um, like I said, I, I never really knew what networking was. No one really explained that to me. And they would have these, when I first got into to the business and opened my own business, you know, they had all these like networking groups, right? Women networking groups. And I thought it was an opportunity to help grow my business. I mean, that's why you grow, you go into these, these groups. But what happens is, is that I felt like it was, (laughs) it was almost like a click and it was, You know, when I first started the business, I'm going to be very open about this. And for those who do follow me, they know that I started with Beachbody. I was a Beachbody coach and I did it because I enjoyed the workouts and a lot of women were asking me what I was doing. So I started with that and I'm like, okay, well, I'll join this networking group, right? And however, when I'm, you know, going up there and presenting about Beachbody, every woman that was in the 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 presentation or part of that group, they already had a beach body coach. <clears throat> you know, they already were doing beach body. And then I thought to myself, well, how, how is this going to help me? Like, how am I going to get, you know, uh, referrals if they are, <laughs> they themselves are part of that referral group and no one wanted to give to each other. No one was willing to because at the end of the day, Christine, there's tons of coaches out there. Let's be honest. How many insurance companies are out mm-hmm. there? How many, you know, uh, car dealerships? Right. Right. Everybody is different. But I felt it was very mm-hmm. competitive. It wasn't about really networking. And I left. And I'll tell you, when I left the group, which I paid a lot of money to be part of. And I said, you know, I thought this was a place where we can give to each other. I mean, cause I'm not the same coach as somebody else. You guys are knowing, getting to know who I am as a coach, you know, and I thought that this is where we would get to know each other and build each other and give to each other where it was more of a competitive thing. And when I left, they all, 
unfriended me. <laughs> and in I mean, my, I'm- yeah. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is not about women helping women. Cause you just unfriended me because I spoke up and I said, I, I, that this, and I didn't, and I wasn't being insultive. I was just saying this group is not for me. That's why I said this just group is just not for me. And they got offended by that and they deleted me. (laughs) So, So I think that when you say giver's mindset, that's huge. That is huge because like even when I, now that I don't do that and I do something else, even as a nutrition and health coach or running coach, I welcome other coaches to follow me because I say to them, you're different than me. And who knows? I'd rather have a client that uh, resonates with me. And if they don't resonate with me, maybe they'll resonate with you. I mean, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Absolutely. And honestly, I, I feel like what you experienced is very typical. That is people who who have not seen what networking can actually do for them because most people just attribute it to leads. They're just looking for bodies at that point. And that to me says they have the scarcity mindset. They're, they're hard in the rejection mindset as well. And they want other people to do the work for them. And I'm like, well, that's great, but you can't even advocate for yourself. So you can't expect anyone to do that. And if you don't actually want to work with your competition, good luck because if you actually think competition exists, which by the way, I think competition only exists in sports. That's the only time I think competition exists. I don't think it exists anywhere else. It has no place being in the professional field. And I don't care if you think you do what it is I do or somebody else does. You're not me. Like plain and simple. Like you hit the nail on the head, right? We're not the same. We don't have the same life experience. We don't have the same skill set. We don't have the same tone of how we talk or, you know, expression or, you know, and how we relate information to somebody else or how we react to information. So we're going to naturally attract a certain type of person. And I really wish everyone took the time to understand what that was for themselves, because you might actually be building markets with people you have no business doing business with because they don't, they're never going to actually like you. It's just not going to happen, but they do business with you because you just happen to be in front of their mind right? And, and that could lead to them moving to somebody else that could lead to not as big of a sale. That's going to lead to them, you know, maybe being harder to get in communication with. And that to me sounds like way more work. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be super upfront and tell everybody like, listen, this is what I am. This is, this is what I'm like. This is how I help people. And if that works for you, awesome. If it doesn't, you probably know people that I can be connected to. And I know people you can be connected to. And if that's our only purpose for meeting, then that's fine. That, that was, that was the, the whole foundation part of networking and it makes sense. But Unfortunately, a lot of groups that are out there, it's, you know, they, they say that they're trying to help people, but they really aren't. They're really just trying to get a bunch of people together so people can exchange leads. Um, they're not even referrals at that point because it's, you know, the person doesn't even know what's going on and you get a phone number and you call them and they're like, why did so-and-so give my information out? And I just, I just don't feel that's a good way to do business. I, it, to me, that's a lot of energy wasted. And as you know, as a single parent, like, I don't have time to waste. I don't have time to go to events and stand there in the corner and watch people be in these clicky groups. I don't have time to make calls to people that are or aren't going to answer. I don't have time to answer calls to people that 
only want to sell me something. They have no interest in getting to know me on a human level. They have no interest in, you know, learning about what it is that I do and actually how I help people. They just make the assumptions because of their previous experience. And I found time and time again that the people that actually took the time, they were just more genuine. They had a really kind heart and they were, they were givers. They, they, they were practicing reciprocity and they didn't even realize it. And I'm like, those are the people that I know I can teach a little bit more and fine tune that skill for them. And they're going to be killer networkers. They're going to be powerhouses when it comes to connecting people. And it's going to come back to them because people are naturally attracted to somebody who gives a shit about somebody else. And I'm like, you know, and if you purposely surround yourself by people who are, who are really forward thinking and positive thinking and are already community oriented, it's just easier. It's just easier to support each other. You truly do have support for other people because you're talking about that person on LinkedIn or you're sharing their, their posts or you're connecting other people on a regular basis. You're tagging up, Hey, you got to see this person's information because they're doing an awesome job. And Oh my God, I love what you're doing and congrats to whatever your next step was or is. And that's what it should be about. And, and I can't tell you that I've had those experiences as well, where people are like, Oh, I already know someone does what you do. And I just laugh and I'm like, oh, you, you know, somebody else that has purple hair. I'm like, I highly <laughs> doubt that. Let's just start there. <laughs> right. Definitely don't. And then they kind of just like, they kind of look at me and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't have time for people that are just only want to have this, this select circle of people and they're never looking to grow it or they're never looking at no more people that are in the same business because they're not the same. Like I know multiple people that work in State Farm. But do you think that I only send clients to one person? No, because I don't know who they're going to get along with. I don't know which mm -hmm. location is going to be better for them. Right. Like everyone's going to look at everything differently. And for one person to say, well, that person is your only shot, unless they're the only person that does what they do, which, you know, there are people that do that, right? Like I, I don't know anyone else that's running a networking company. So yeah, sure. I'm probably it. But in, a, in most circumstances, that's not the case. Right. multiple options and you should be offering multiple options to people because you don't know who's going to get along better. And when that connection is really good, that's where the business is really going to happen. That's where people are going to sign on to be somebody's downline, or that's when somebody is going to want to buy a product or service from that person because they know, like, and trust them. It's simple. It's easy. It's you know not complicated. Right. I, you know, when you were talking, I thought of the word authenticity. It's like authenticity networking. You know, you're being yep. your authentic self, um, being who you are, because you're right. You don't want to be working with someone that doesn't, you know, mesh well with you. And what good are you doing for that person? What are, what are they benefiting? Because you're not going to, if you're not meshing well, and you're not having that, you know, you're not resonating with each other, then what, are you doing and how is that benefiting that client? So I love that you said that. Um, I'm going to ask you more about, I, I was going to ask later about this, but I think we want to, I think we should start talking about it. The company or the networking business that you have, it's called Rip Effect, Rip Effects? Ripple Effects. Ripple, yeah. Ripple. Okay. It's R-I-P-L-E-F-X, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So if they wanted, if someone wanted to become part of Ripple Effects, first of all, why would they want to do it? And how do they become part of this group? 
right? So right now, so our membership portal is almost done. Um, so right now people can't officially sign up for groups, but they can because we have nine active groups right now. So it's just one of those things. People just have to contact me and I can either place them in a group where they can open up their own. Um, why they would want to be a part of this is because this is networking on steroids. Like if you've been, if you've been a BNI, you've been a gold star, you've been a chamber leads group. Like you think you got quality conversation and quality connections and that I can tell you right now, this is where the quality is because you're actually telling somebody what it is you're looking for. Like we mm -hmm. teach people how to build target lists. We teach people how to make introductions properly. Um, our groups are also expanding nationally and we have some interest internationally as well so if you're doing business outside your area you need to be regularly communicating with somebody outside your area on a regular basis so our our groups meet once a week for an hour it's industry exclusive it's max 10 people per group so that i really like because it's it's like you have this close-knit little family and you talk with these people on a very regular basis not just once a week because you, you, you remember someone said something you're like, Oh, I just had a meeting with so-and-so I got to make that introduction to them. And you're, you're going to just keep, you know, doing that all the time it can be in up to three groups also. And in being a part of ripple effects, you're a part of this other community. You're part of all the events and workshops and education that we provide. And there's also, you know, professional development. So we can actually teach people how to be more intentional networkers and community builders and actually do it in a way that's, in the present time, I feel like this is, you know, this is not your grandma's networking group anymore. This is, this is how networking should be. It's um, very fast paced, but it's also very quality and it's super efficient. I know this is, this is the only thing I do for myself. Like I'm not in any other networking things. I, I run events as well because that was a way for me to, you know, get in front of people in a very non-confrontational way. And I know other people want that too. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that have had yeah, no one wants to talk to me because I'm in XYZ industry. And I'm like, that really sucks. How do we, how do we change that? How do we get you to be more confident with what it is that you're doing? How can you own what it is that you're doing? And I see that too, especially with, you know, some of the MLMs that are coming out now. Um, people don't own what it is they do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're scared to talk about what it is they do. And I'm like, that should never be the case. That mm -hmm. should not be like that. You should be excited about whatever it is that you join because you joined for a reason. You're a part of that company because you saw value. So now it's time to figure out how to turn that value on so other people can see it and view it and decide if they want to be a part of that. And sending them a video is not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you have to be able to have a conversation with somebody and have other people be able to have a conversation about you as well. So that is something that we're really trying to change. We're, we're really trying to change how people communicate. We're trying to change how people go to events. Like my vision is that in a year or two from now, when we have like a lot of weird, I mean, we already have quite a bit of members and we haven't even hard launched yet. Um, which should be happening, I think in a couple of weeks. Um, I envision like going to an event, you know, post pandemic and it's not awkward. It's not like the high school cafeteria situation where no one feels comfortable. No one knows how to approach somebody. It feels super clicky. And I've talked to people, both introverted and extrovert, who, who feel that way. And I'm like, you should never feel that way at a professional event. So what if we could provide a way for that not to happen? Not only are you more confident now, whether you're introverted or extroverted, but you can have a quality conversation with somebody and it not just be about what it is you do, because that's not the only thing you are. You are not just your professional face. 
you are also your personal face and you have your experience and you have awesome things about you and you have dark things about you too, but that is what makes you who you are. And you should be able to be comfortable having a conversation with somebody new you know, a complete stranger and not feel like, oh, they're just going to, as soon as they know what I do, they're not going to want to talk to me anymore. They, they hear I'm at Beachbody or, you know, whatever other company and be like, oh, I already have somebody. They can be like, oh, you know what? I actually know someone that does that. I'd love to, you know, be a part of your circle and help you grow because you're going to attract completely other people, right? Like it's, it, that's the mentality that it should be. And that's something that I want, you know, not only just for this area, but everywhere. I want people to be thinking differently about how they can help people and how it's always going to come back, always comes back to them. Yeah. You know, Christine, it's funny you're saying all this because things are slowly changing because I could say right when I was in part, part of the Beachbody MLM business, um, there was a lot of negativity because people were just reaching out to people and say, you know, they're just throwing it in their face. You want a coach? Right. Do you want this? You want this? And it's like, how about you get to know somebody first? And like when you say the giver's mindset and you say genuine giver's mindset, yeah. meaning you are talking to people, not thinking they're a dollar sign. You're right. talking to people that because you want to get to know someone. And hey, if they bring up, oh, I love your videos or, oh, I want to start losing weight then okay. But it is that authenticity part of it. And I think that that is starting to a little bit change. I'm noticing with a lot of the MLM businesses, the, the, the module or the model of how you should be. Um, but you also said something about ripple effects where you said uh, industry inclusive, inclusive, exclusive, right? Mm -hmm. Industry exclusive. What does that mean? So, um, with 10 people to a group, there's not going to be a, a repeat of industry. So there's not gonna be two mortgage people, two finance people, HR, whatever. So, um, and the reason we do that is so that, you know, even if you're in multiple groups, those people know, like they're referring for those people in that group or helping those people in that group. And I mean, I know other people in, in the same business, you know, right. But that doesn't mean that I can't refer them to somebody else. Cause it's not always just about clients. And that's something that I'm trying to get people to understand. Like connections are not just referrals. You, you can be just introduced to somebody. And, and at the end of the day, you don't necessarily know who's going to be a client, but if you look at everybody as not just a dollar sign and you look at everybody as a multitude of opportunities, you're like, they could be in my network, they can be my best friend. They can be my next spouse. Like you don't know who these people are going to be. So if you go into that conversation with open mind and perspective, like that is where things happen. And, and sometimes it's not anybody you want in your network. And that's something that people aren't doing either. And that's something that we teach our members is listen, it's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to say no to people. It's okay to have non-negotiables. And we want to teach you to have those things because now you're going to be able to fine tune exactly who it is that you want to be surrounded by. If you don't want to be surrounded by somebody who doesn't have the same values or business sense that you do, then don't. It's that it's actually that simple. And we want people to build groups around those types of concepts. So people can build a group based on 
it could be personality type. It could be the types of clients they're all working with, right? But they're all in different businesses. Um, it could be how their how their business values are. You want to build a group of people who are like-minded in that sense. And that's how you build community because most of the time people are connected in some shape or form because of a commonality. And it could be the way you think. It could be a life experience. It could be industry. It could be client-based. But why can't we just build groups based on that rather than just focused on, well, this is a leads group and this is how we're going to do business. I'm like, doesn't everyone remember high school at all or elementary? Like when you give somebody homework, not everybody does it. And some people, you know, copy off the smart kid, which I was a smart kid. So my, my homework always got copied and, or like they copied off Wikipedia. Right. So like, I don't want those people are business owners now, right? Like those people are in development, you know, opportunities and our salespeople and you tell them, well, you need to bring in leads today. And if they didn't do their homework, you know, you're getting garbage. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that. What that to me is again, a waste of time. So Mm -hmm. that is why I wanted to build these groups even more effectively than I, than they have been in the last four years so that they were not only providing value, but it was really good opportunities every single time. It wasn't just a contact because you had to have a contact. It was, no, this person's going to be a good conversationalist for you minimally. There is going to be synergies between the two of you because you guys are very similar. You guys are just going to have a great conversation. I don't know what's going to happen after, but I hope that business happens in one way or another. And, you know, when you have that mindset, like those people are now are excited to have a conversation because they're like, oh, why did this person connect us? Because they said that, you know, we would get along really well or that we would have a really good conversation. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Like it, it, it's, you get this like giddy feeling because you're like, oh, I get to meet somebody that's similar to me and has common traits that I have. And that should be really cool. Right. And it always leads to something every time, some sort of opportunity, even if it wasn't, you know, directly passed between those two people, it could just be like, I, my sole purpose to meet you was to connect you to somebody else. And that in itself could be massive for that other person. That could be their next big funnel. That could be their next biggest client. Like you don't know. And that always comes back. People don't forget those things. Yeah. um, I have podcast besties. Like we, (laughs) you know, we are doing the same thing. And some of us are actually, you know, in the health and fitness and wellness industry, but we're actually, you know, I just recently met this woman who talks about being positive and an empowerment of women, which is what the, my podcast is about. And now we're going to collaborate. We're going to actually do an episode where we're going to collaborate and do something for the listeners. But you're absolutely right. You know, it is building that community. It is building that that tribe. And you just don't know, I, I say tribe, but you just don't know where it is going to take you. I mean, yeah. I have met so many different people because of that one conversation that I had with a fellow podcaster or even a fellow fitness coach. It's just like, it. I almost think of it as like these dots that are connecting and they just keep building and, sp- and expanding and expanding. But yes, I, I'm totally with you on that. But I want to talk about more of your LinkedIn presence, which I feel is huge. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, LinkedIn, it's funny because, Christine, you know what? Everyone talks about Instagram and social media and social media. LinkedIn is social media as well, people, you know. And yes. if anything, is that not like a huge entrepreneur business marketing uh, platform? Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. I, I think it's so underutilized because people are so used to Facebook and, um, and Instagram. And I just felt that if you are in any type of professional business, and I don't care if you're in multi-level marketing or not, you need to be on LinkedIn because, you know, that is going to be a huge resource. You know, those people are not just their professional faces. Like I, you know, I mentioned at the beginning, so they need other things and they need to meet other people and you can do it in a professional way and still get, get yourself that, you know, great exposure. But I, I feel like it's almost like this step up from Facebook, like Facebook business, only takes you so far. And a lot of people are like, eh, you know, maybe they don't take you as seriously. I feel like if you have, you know, a Facebook page, um, but then you have an Instagram, um, not Instagram, you can have that too, but, um, you have a LinkedIn page on top of that. I feel like it's just this added, okay, yes, they are legitimate. They're, they're trying to be a business. They're trying to move themselves forward. Um, and there's, there's so many connections on there too. So what do you do? I know that there's, so explain to the listeners what you do on LinkedIn, which I think is just freaking brilliant. Um, you do a couple of things, a couple of events that you hold. Yep. So, um, so with ripple effects, um, so all of the stuff that we do, I post through LinkedIn and obviously through the ripple effects business page. Um, so every Monday I do a round table. So we have a discussion with, and this is, this is currently open to the public, but it will soon be only exclusive to ripple effects members. Uh, but we're still trying to obviously get, you know, just that little bit more traction, but every Monday, is essentially an education piece, but it's an opportunity for people to share resources and, and truly collaborate. So I'm literally telling people, what is it that you need? What is it that you have to offer somebody else? Maybe not someone on this call, but somebody might know somebody that might need your help, or they know somebody that can help you with whatever it is you need help with. And it could be something like, you just need a plumber for your house. Like, I don't care if it's personal or professional, like this is an opportunity to really tell people what it is that you're looking for. Um, and then we have a specific topic in mind that we'll, we'll discuss that day. So, um, in past, um, I guess you could call them like episodes they are not recorded, but, um, we've talked about non-negotiables in business. We've talked about, you know, what is the top three things you want to accomplish in business? What are, you know, how are you dealing with the sky is falling mentality since pandemic? You know, what is, what has worked? What hasn't worked? What have you changed? What's, what's moved forward for you? Um, how do you say no to clients? Um, how do you follow up with people during pandemic without sounding like a salesperson? Like we talk about a whole slew of topics and it's really awesome to watch things unfold. I mean, you're getting information from, you know, people who could be top producers in other companies or, you know, this business owner that's struggling and they're really trying to figure things out. And, you know, it's, it's free, right? Like you're coming in with could be area experts and somebody helping you solve a problem that under normal circumstances, maybe you would have to pay 50 grand for. So we wanted to provide a platform for people to just have an active discussion on things that are going on in the community, things that are going on in business, things that people are struggling with and open the lines of communication and say, we're going to talk through this. We're going to try and solve it. We're going to try and offer some type of solution. And if we can't, we're going to try and provide as much resource you know, as we can. The other things that I do, and this is obviously through ripple effects as well. Um, so when pandemic started, I was doing probably two to three events a week. So I would do an education, a more laid back event, and then a professional event. And now 
it's still, it's still one to two a week now. Um, so every Monday is some sort of either workshop or education platform. And then every other week we do a happy hour. So that's typically been virtually. And that's been really awesome because all the events that I do have hundred percent participation, regardless if you're introverted or extroverted. Um, and it works in person or virtually. And we just did our first in-person event last week at, at Frog's Alley actually in Schenectady, which went really, really well. And then I also do other things to showcase other people. And I think that's kind of where the traction has come into play because I think LinkedIn and even just social media in general, most people just do it to focus on themselves, whether they talk about their business, um, their offers, you know, why they're different, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Right. But people aren't necessarily leveraging social media to put other people in a spotlight. And I think that is something that people need to start doing more. And it could just be sharing somebody's post that was impactful for them for that day or sharing, you know, someone else's podcast they did, or even just talking about they had a meeting with them. So that's one of the things I've been doing. I post, um, I try and post at least every day on all the meetings I had for the day and why other people need to be connected with these people. And then I'll tag other people to that post as well. I used to do it once every two weeks and just got to be the point where it was like, my posts were so long (laughs) because I have so many meetings every week. So I was like, okay, I can't, I need to like break this down into smaller chunks because this is, this is just so much. And then I can highlight, you know, a few people at a time or one person at a time rather than, you know, 12, 15, 20 people at a time. Um, And then I do every Tuesday is Tuesday connection train. And that is where I actually, I'm inadvertently teaching people how to connect to people better by using target language. So I actually, in the post is very specific. You need to say what you're looking for in as much detail as possible, because if you don't, no one's going to respond. So some people post, Oh, I'm looking for, you know, new home buyers. And I'm like, Oh God, like be more specific, please. (laughs) And I'll ask them like, can you be more specific? And I'll give them like an example. Um, and then they, they will, sometimes they'll respond and then I'll tag people to them and other people. So now I have such a following with this. People are actively waiting for this to post every Tuesday. They usually post like Tuesday at 11 and people love doing it because it gives them the chance to talk about what their targets are for that week. And mind you, this is, this is how we do things in ripple effects meetings in our recon meeting. So people are, are getting the concept of how ripple effects recon works in the Tuesday connection train. And then other people are tagging people that might be able to help them or might be a good fit for them. And it's not just me. So it's taken on a complete life of its own now because it's not just me tagging people to people that need help. It's other people now, which is, which is just really, really cool. Christine, I think this is brilliant because, and this is, <laughs> this is why I think this because of my previous experience with other network groups. You're not only giving people this networking piece you're giving them that educational piece. And that was my complaint <laughs> with that group. I'm like, okay, what are you giving me to help me to be a better business owner? And just getting leads is not doing anything for me. Right. This is just brilliant. And I love that you put the target language. And I see that because I thought at first I was like, well, I don't understand. And I'm like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Let's make, you know, you're being very, to be succinct, to be be specific, you know, without like rambling on and getting what you need. Perfect. Um, In fact, I, I got one of my 
uh, I had uh, an opportunity to obtain a future podcast guest because of that. So, you know, it does work. Um, but I want to also talk a little bit about the difference between when we're talking about networking, I think ultimately or automatically people think, you know, a brick and mortar uh, business uh, where you're having these, you know, cocktails and you're talking about, well, I own, you know, so-and-so business and it's located at blah, blah, blah. Is there a difference when you're networking, if you, whether you are an online entrepreneur versus a brick and mortar? No, no, there shouldn't be any difference. And I think that is something that MLMs are missing out on because they're not teaching people to own their business. So uh, there's a massive population of people who are like, I feel like have been uh, just had a really bad experience with an MLM. So they just, think just all say of it, that, Christine, just say it. <laughs> they're all, they're all pyramid schemes, right? So yes. <laughs> I hate hearing that because I'm like, they're not, they're legitimate businesses, but because they're online, people are like, Oh, they're not real. And I'm like, it's 2020. Are mm-hmm. you kidding me? Not every business is going to be in a building. And, and honestly now more than ever, nothing, you know, pandemic happened. And there's a lot of businesses that are like, we don't need to be in a building to operate. Mm-hmm. So MLMs have had it right the entire time, right? Because you don't need to be in a building to operate. So right. I wish more people would be open to that type of concept. I mean, my business is not, we don't have a brick and mortar, right? Like we're a complete online business, but because I'm not, you know, I'm not selling face cream or whatever that people are like, Oh, it's fine. And I'm like, listen, you can still, why, why wouldn't you want to buy from, you know, from somebody local? It's no different than going to a local restaurant, right? Why don't you, why don't you support that stay at home mom that's trying to build a business? But again, not everybody takes their businesses seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when it's online, there's less of, there's, there's some people that, you know, whether they had a brick and mortar or they had it online, they're going to take their business seriously. They actually want to be an entrepreneur and they, and they really want to build a business that's successful and is replacing income. And then there's some people that are like, well, if I do it part-time, because my upline who's been doing this for 10 years told me that if I do this part-time, I'll make a million dollars and I don't have to put that much effort into it. It'll be fine. And I'm like, no, not really. That's mm-hmm. really not how it works. You still have to put time and effort into it just like any other business. So I think there's just this, there's lack of reality check communication and saying, listen, if you're going to do this, you're going to need to put time into it. You're going to need to put effort into it. You're going to put, you know, blood, sweat and tears into this. And if you think that your business is just going to work when you're putting only two hours a week in it and posting on Facebook, like that's not how this works. You need other people to know who you are. You need people to advocate for you and you cannot just advocate for yourself and talking about the products that you sell. That's not what you, that's not what this is about. That's not what networking is. And you know, that's something that I'm hoping will change eventually in the, in the, you know, in-person networking, whether it's through zoom, um, or at a networking event that people actually, you know, they don't want to just have a conversation about what it is that somebody else does. I hate that question. What do you do? Like, I am not just my career. You you know what I mean? Like, why are you asking me why I'm here, who I'm looking to meet with, or, Hey, you know, I'm looking to meet so-and-so. Do you happen to know them? I'd love, I'd love to be connected with them. And, you know, how do you know them? Or, you know, what are you trying to do with your business in the next year? How do you think networking events are going to help you do that? And why can't we just have a different conversation? But no one wants to step on any toes and cause some type of, you know, 
rock the boat type situation, but I'm like, we need to do that more. We need to be more critically thinking. We need to rock the boat a lot more. I want to make people uncomfortable because when you Mm -hmm. are uncomfortable, that is where growth happens. Mm -hmm. And if you are uncomfortable, then I don't know what what you think is going to happen because you're never going to get out of that little bubble you're in. And you're, you're just going to be like I was, you're going to have just no perspective at all. And you're not going to be open to opportunities that might come into your lap. I almost wanted to say preach, Christine, preach, because that is exactly what, you know, feeling uncomfortable. That's where growth happens and rocking the boat, which I don't have a problem doing. (laughs) Um, And I don't, and neither do you. So I love it. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about uh, women and men and networking. And do you see a difference? Do you see a difference between how a woman might sell herself versus how a man does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's all confidence. So I've noticed men just have this, they're always unapologetic. They always are because they can give two shits about what people think. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. and that's not entirely true because there are some men that do care, right? But women unfortunately care. And we care way too much about what people think. We, we care way too much about what people perceive. And if we're, if we're on that verge of stumbling upon something that's really great for us, we're like, oh, do I deserve this? And should I have this? And is it really mine? And, you know, well, I, I'm going to work so hard to do this. And it's like, oh, my God, like, why is she drowning? Why is she only by herself? That should never be like that. And I, I saw it, you know, at networking events before you know, obviously before pandemic, um, you know, people don't want to be confident. And and it's almost like, even though it's 2020 and people are like, yeah, you want to own what it is you do, but people have a hard time getting there. I know I used to be like that. And then I was like, all right, well, people are just going to be scared of me anyways, because I'm, you know, six, two, when I walk into a room with heels. So <laughs> I already have that going for me. So I'm like, might as well keep it, go the rest of the way and be like, well, I own a business and I do this and I do that. And if they don't like it or they're scared of me, okay, oh well, like I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that threaten what it is that I'm trying to do. And I think a lot of it is based off of the rejection mindset and the scarcity mindset. And I feel like women almost have like, it's almost like we've had it for so much longer because of, you know, growing up and, and having people tell us what we should be doing and how we should be dressing and how we should be doing things with our bodies and, and all that stuff. It's just, we've been dealing with it for so much longer than guys. And it's so heavily ingrained into our minds and it's hard to get out of it. Most people I feel like don't, most women don't ever get out of it until someone addresses it with them or they've had coaching or, um, they've, they've gone, you know, through, through my networking development, you, you know, cause we talk about that stuff. We, we go through that mental headspace. Um, cause I want people to feel the way that I feel now where I, you know, and it does happen. You know, I, I definitely do care about what people think of me, but it's gotten to the point now where I know who I am. I know what it is that I want and I can articulate that to somebody else. And I'm very clear and I'm very concise and I'm like, if I can do anything on this planet, it's I want to make sure other people can do the same. Maybe they couldn't before, but that doesn't matter now. If they know how to do it now, they're going to be able to push themselves so much more forward and so much faster than they ever thought just because they're actually telling people what it is that they deserve to have, what it is that they should be doing, 
and where they should be going, who they should be working for or not working for, what relationship they should be in or not be in. And it's amazing. Like it truly is a ripple effects of, you know, how you can alter and, and, and change how people see things. It's not just about networking. It's that mindset is so deep and it, it, it unlocks so many other things when somebody is now aware. Yeah. So if you could, so I almost want to say, it almost sounds like you need to, when you are a business owner as a woman, you really need to know who you are first before yeah. you can make those jumps, those leaps into the, the networking world, know who you are. And I think they, there are so many of those um, business coaches talk about that. And I always think about, oh God, what do we got to talk about? Like, I, I got to know who I am. What do they mean by that? But you really yeah. need to know who you are. Yeah, who are you? Who are you going to mesh with? What, what are, who's your ideal client going to be? Because mm-hmm. then once that's clear, then you're going to have that confidence, right, Christine, as a woman to go yeah. out there and be who you are and own your shit and, and be successful at it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's something that we do with ripple effects. Like we literally teach people how to, how to sit in, sit in that and think about it. And we're going to get you uncomfortable and we're going to help you understand that better. And I make all my clients take a personality test because I'm like, listen, like you need, I want you to do this. I want you to self-explore. I want you to be more self-aware because, you know, when we go through these development programs, you're, you're going to latch onto this stuff much faster and you're going to be, be able to, you know, put that back into your business so much faster. It's not just after weeks and weeks and weeks, it's after days. And, you know, we want, we want results, right? Everyone's, you know, we got to get, get it really fast. Well, this is a way to do that. And I know for myself, it, it's, it took a little time to, to self-explore. And it, it was because of one of the coaches that I was working with myself, but I'm like, listen, there's a fast track way to do this. And it's, you got to open your mind and Hey, let's look at how we felt about things before and how can we modify that behavior so that we can build new habits and actually think more highly of ourselves. I think that's the biggest thing too. We, we often women don't feel we deserve the things that we're doing. And that's so unfortunate because, you know, a few little ticks to the left or to the right, you know, you could be there and you could be like, yep, I own all of this and it's amazing. Or, you know, you're like, oh man, this is just not working out. And you're like, but you know, it's not working out and you know where you need to go from here. You know what you don't want anymore. And I think that's the other thing too. We're afraid to express our boundaries. And I think that's so important when it comes to building a business. You got to make sure people know what it is that you want, but what it is that you don't want. Because if you know what you don't want, you know you're not going to surround yourself by those people who are in the don't want category because of an attitude they have, a life experience they have, a business that they work for, whatever. You've already set those lines in the sand. You're like, nope, nope. If you're going to cross that line, you're not a part of this circle. I'm not going to let you in. Because your life is exclusive. You should be building it that way. Your clientele, your friends, your family, your spouse, everything should be exclusive to you based on what it is that you want, where you want to go, how you want to grow. And yeah, we can't see all those things right now necessarily, right? But we can operate with that mindset because it's going to help us be more relaxed we're going to be more happy. We're going to be able to live the lives that we want to live. And, you know, not for nothing, like I don't want to be worrying about shit that I can't control. So 
being a control freak is, is very challenging with that mm-hmm. type of, you know, mentality. But if you're like, okay, I've done everything I possibly can to make sure I'm moving forward in this situation and it's up to the universe to make that decision. I know I've done everything I possibly can. I'm surrounding myself by the right people and I know everybody knows what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Girl, you're motivating me. (laughs) (laughs) I am feeling your energy and God, you are totally motivating me. I feel empowered just listening to you. You're just hitting all the right marks as a woman, you're hitting it, and I feel so empowered. But before we end, I want to ask you one question, and you may have already answered it, but if you could give one piece of advice that you think a woman needs to know when it comes to networking or building a community for their business, what would that be? To own it. Plain and simple. And if you feel like you're not there, find a coach. Find somebody who's going to, who's going to empower you to get there. Like, you know, not just me, there's plenty of people out there who, who, who aren't even coaches that can get you to that next level. You, you need to know that you have that support and you know exactly who you are and where you want to go so you can own it. Like that's, I can't even tell you how much that means to me and just owning what it is that I do. I finally feel like my perspective is just massive now. Like I have this massive opportunity and I, and I'm like, Oh, what do I want to do now? (laughs) Where do I want to go now? I love it. And I, you know, not for nothing on your LinkedIn and your posts, I could feel that I could totally feel that. Like that is a, if that is not, you know, when I see your posts, that is an opportunity for, for something grand. And that's the way I see it, the way you write it and everything. So I just want to thank you so much for being on here, but I want to ask you, where can people find you? I know we ta- we said LinkedIn, so where could they yep. find you on LinkedIn? Yep. Um, so they can find me uh, under Christine Smith. So I'm the girl with the purple hair and the blue dress. And they can also find us on our Ripple Effects LinkedIn page. We do have an Instagram and Facebook page for Ripple Effects as well. Um, so it's spelled differently. Obviously, we were talking about that at the beginning. It's spelled differently than people think. Um, so I'm hopefully, I, I know you'll post that so people know what the spelling is. Um, but that's, I, I'm pretty available to, you know, to schedule people out, um, to have a conversation. I usually book, you know, weeks in advance, but, um, I'm always looking to meet new people and, and connect with people on their, whatever journey that they're on and maybe get them one step closer to where it is they want to go. Yeah. Uh, you're a busy woman because I remember the first time I reached out to you and we, <laughs> we had, um, I think it was like a week and a half. I was like, damn, this woman is busy. <laughs> like, <laughs> am I going to remember what I wanted to ask her by then? But, you know, <laughs> you know, but you know, you know, that's how you got to do it. You're a busy woman and you're, you're doing your thing and you're owning it. You're totally owning it. But once again, I want to thank you for being on here. You're freaking amazing motivating, empowering, everything. Um, But thank you, Christine, so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Lisa. It was a pleasure being on here. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, bye.